All right, Agutavach, let's get going. Today's daf is daf Chav Ches, page 28, and we pick up from the bottom two words on Chav Zayin Amar Beis, Amar Rabba. Rabba says, and we're talking about, let's remind ourselves, the laws of Hilcha Shoifer, the laws of Shoifer, and particularly what we're focusing on right now is that you have to hear the sound come directly out of the Shoifer. You cannot hear an echo that comes out of the sound. The sound has to be directly from the shepherd. Okay. Now, Rabbah is going to start us out with a unique, with, with a case which initially is going to be misunderstood. All right? So here we go. Barba of Rabba says, now we got to today's daf. Let's say somebody heard part of the tekiah why um inside the pit now who's is it he inside the pit if there's a shifer inside the pit what's going on we don't know shama mixas the bar he heard part of the shifer sound inside the pit and the other part of the shifer sound outside the pit yotza you got your mitzvah however Let's say you heard part of it before this man. A guy got tremendous lungs, and he starts blowing shayfer right before Alaysa Shachar. And he keeps going until after the crack of dawn. So part of it you heard before the proper time. Then you have not fulfilled your mitzvah. Okay, so right now, what's Rabbah's statement? If you hear part of it inside the pit, which means there's no echo, and part of it outside the pit, there is an echo. It's okay. However, if you hear part of it before the Zman, and part of it during the Zman, that's not okay. What's the difference in the cases? Listen, shouldn't the halachas be consistent? If you need to hear the entire beginning and end of the Tekiah, then either way, in either case, you should not have fulfilled your mitzvah. And if you don't need to have both the beginning and the end of the sound being kosher, so then either way, it should not be okay. Why are we making a discrepancy between half of it being heard in the pit, half being heard outside the pit, to, to, to the case of half before the Zman and half during the Zman? The Gemara explains, I'll tell you why. Because if it's too early before the crack of dawn, it's nighttime, there, there's no mitzvah even in place. Hacha. However, by the case where half of it is in the bar and half of it is outside the bar, bar makam chiyuvahu la'isa imdim bar. Inside the pit, there's a makam chiyuvah. No matter where you're standing, you're standing in a situation where you can fulfill a mitzvah of shayfer. It just has to be done right. And therefore, and therefore, uh, Rabbah explains. We could be lenient by the pit case when at least, even if you're outside the pit, at least you're standing, you're in a situation of mitzvah as opposed to the night case where you're not even in a situation of mitzvah and therefore, lo you have not fulfilled your obligation. Now, says the Gemara, the name of the Salah Rabbah, do you mean the Rabbah holds? If you start by hearing the end, of, I'm sorry, if you start out hearing, um, uh, in, in a forbidden way, the tkiah, 
but you end up hearing it in a correct way. Yatsa, you got your mitzvah, and it's going to come out that if you start out hearing the tekiah, but you don't end the tekiah, Yatsa, you're also going to have fulfilled your obligation. Toshma, but let's, let's uh, challenge this, because come and listen to this b'risa. If a person blows the first tekiah's kosher, and then the second tekiah was double as long. Okay? You only have, even if you did a double as long, it only counts as one. But why does it only count as one? Count it as two. Count it as two. Sigmar says, no. One long sound can't be broken up into two. Toshma, come and listen from here. You blow into a bar. Into a above ground structure. Or into a barrel. If you hear the sound directly from the shayfar, you got your obligation. Why didn't you fulfill your, your mitzvah with the echo? Say that you already fulfilled it before the echo started. Before the echo got into, you know, uh, before the echo uh, connected with it. So the Gemara says like this. Listen to this. Very interesting. The Gemara is going to accept this. All right? And say, no, let me explain. Let's explain Rabba's original statement. Listen to this, very interesting. Kika Amar Rabba. When did Rabba say originally that when you heard part of it in the bar, part of it out of the bar, it's okay? That is, We're dealing with a guy, listen to this. He's standing inside the pit with a shifer. And he starts blowing it while he's in the pit. And as he's blowing, he's in the marching band. And he starts marching outside the pit. So he starts blowing his shoifer inside. Now he keeps... And as he's blowing, he's walking up out outside of the pit. That's where we say half inside the pit. Half outside the pit. Yotza, you have fulfilled your obligation. Says the Gemara, one second. That's the case? What's the chiddush there? Of course you fulfilled your mitzvah. I'm inside the pit, and then I take the steps outside the pit, and I'm the whole time of the shoifer. Ihachi says the Gemara, my lememra, what's the chiddush? Of course you fulfilled your mitzvah. You're just blowing a regular shoifer. The Gemara says, no, listen to this, very interesting. Picture these long temani uh, uh, shoifers. I don't know, temani, you know, they have those long, four foot long shoifers, you know, that they have. So listen to this. Mahu de tema. I would have thought say Zimn and the Mafik Reshev, Akati Shaifer Babar, become Arve Kolo, Kamashmala. I would have thought like this. This guy's blowing, for example, just as an example, a very long four foot Shaifer. Yeah? He's blowing downwards as he's walking outside the pit. So he starts blowing in the pit. So far, so good. Or as should we say, shofar, show good. Yeah? He so he's good. He's blowing his shofar. Yeah? He's inside the pit. He's getting his mitzvah. And then as he's blowing downwards, and he starts walking outside, and the, the shifer is still blowing sounds into the pit. See, even when he's outside the pit, the sound is first going into the pit, creating an echo. And I would say, listen, maybe since he ended up his sound outside the pit, since the even though he was outside, since his shifer was aimed into the pit, maybe he only heard the echo and he has not fulfilled his Obligation. 
comes along Rabbah and says, in such a case, one has fulfilled his obligation. You don't need to be concerned that if you're blowing and you're walking outside the pit, that the only sound that you're hearing is an echo. You don't need to be concerned about that. You can assume it's the, uh, you can assume it's the original sound, and Shalom al Yisrael, everything is great. Period. Done. We are completely finished with that conversation that we started on yesterday's dot. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. That's a very geschmacka practical application of this. Right? That's a very practical application. Right? Because you got to make sure you're hearing it straight from the from the shifer as opposed to the amplification. Kvaldik. Practical halacha that comes out of this Gemara. Yep. Very, very good. Okay. Amar of Yehuda. Here we go. About halfway down on Davchavches Amud Aleph. Amr Abiyud Abiyud says, B'shoifer shal'ayla lo'i yiska. You're not allowed to blow with the shoifer that comes from an animal set aside to be a carbon ayla. Vim takat yatsa. But if you did, you still got your obligation. B'shoifer shal'ayla yiska. Also, a horn from an animal that's set aside to be a shlom, you're not allowed to blow. And even with the evidence, it's a problem. Vim takat lo'i yatsa. And if you did blow, you have not fulfilled your obligation. My time, what's the difference between a carbon ayla and a carbon shlom? And why? Either way, you're not supposed to. But if I blew from a carbon ayla, we said, you got your mitzvah. If you blow from a carbon shlom, you do not. Says the Gemara, why? My time, huh? And keep on the ma'obo, once you were a mile with the shaifer of a ayla, and immediately became ice hektish. It no longer belongs to hektish, it's chulin. And therefore, you can now fulfill your mitzvah. You got navera, but the mitzvah has been fulfilled. Shlomim labar me'ilin and uba shlomim, where it's not, where it's not, um, uh, it, it, it's not included in this category of me'ilah. It doesn't have hilchas me'ilah. Yisuruhu derachiv b'hu. It's aser v'lay nafik b'chulun. It remains hakdish. And you're not let it fulfill your mitzvah with the shifer of hakdish. Masla rav, rav has challenging question. E masmoel, at what point when you blow the shifer does the me'ilah of the, does the me'ilah when you're blowing from an oila, does the me'ilah come into play? The boss of the taka. Mila comes into play once you used it for your personal benefit. It's only once you blew it. Kika taka, but while you're blowing it, be'isura taka, it should still be a problem because you weren't yet, you didn't yet transgress me'ila until you completely finished the blowing because now you got your mitzvah. Therefore, I hold whether you blow an ayla or they blow a shlamim, there's no be'ila yet and therefore you did not fulfill your obligation. Either way, you're using a shaifer that belongs to hektish, and the the iser of benefiting from from hektish remains in place. But then Rabbi said, "No, I'm wrong." Really? If you blow shayfer from an ayla, or you blow shayfer from a shlamim, the sedel, you got your mitzvah. Mitzvahs lav lehanis that new because meila only comes into play when you're not allowed, as far as benefiting from hektish. However, there's a rule, which is mitzvahs. Lav lehanos nitnu, okay. Mitzvahs are not um, there for for gaining personal benefit. It's not personal benefit. Why? Because the benefit that we get from mitzvahs are primarily in Olam haba, primarily in the next world, and therefore, since right here, right now, 
the benefit of the shayfer is non-tangible. It's not here. It's not, it, it's not a matter of tangible. It's just that it's not perhaps even in existence yet until a person comes up to Eilam Abba, Memela, it's not considered benefit and Meila has not come into play. Omar Vyuda Vyuda says... But if you blue, you have fulfilled your obligation. Okay? You know why? The same reason. You're only not allowed to benefit from Avedazara. But if mitzvahs are lavle, honey's nitnu, if mitzvahs are not considered benefit right now, so then you're not supposed to, but it's not considered a mitzvah boy deabira. You're not allowed to blow. What's the majority of a city serves of a desire? You're obligated to go in and plunder the city. It's completely, you're supposed to burn it down. Okay? Since it's obligated to be burnt, if you blew it, you did not get your mitzvah. Ah, mitzvah slav lehana is nit no. Even though you're not a benefit from an iranidachas, so it's not considered benefit. Why do I not get my mitzvah? My timer, there's a fascinating halacha, which is once there's a psak on something, it's already considered done. For example, if Bezdem Paskins on an axe that it's high of Misa, it's considered dead. You have to go through the actions of killing it, but it's considered dead. When a city is Paskins to, to be an Irhani Dachas, you're obligated to burn it down, anything in that city is considered gone burnt. And therefore, if I were to use this shifer, I'm using something that doesn't even have the proper measurement of a shear. doesn't have the proper shear. Remember, a, a shifer has to be at least a tefach and then sticking out on either side. This has no measurement because it has a psak of being burnt. And therefore, a shifer of Yernidachas would, if a person blows with it, not only is it forbidden, but you have not fulfilled your obligation. Omar Rav Rav says, a person who takes a vow, I will not benefit from my friend. You're allowed to blow a tkiyah mitzvah. It's not considered benefit. A person who makes enough from a particular shayfer, you're allowed to blow a tkiyah shal mitzvah. Again, because it's not personal benefit. A person who takes a vow, I will not gain any benefit from my friend. You could still be the one to sprinkle on him uh, the purification waters. In the winter. Why in the winter? Because it is cold and there's no... You can't do it because then there's, there's a pleasure. There's benefit involved with the sprinkling. It's hot outside. Ah, You can't be the one to sprinkle. A person who says, I will not get benefit from a particular spring. In the winter, you could be tevil in that spring, but you cannot be tevil in the summer. Ah, you're doing it for a mitzvah. Still in the summer, there's also the personal benefit that comes, the personal benefit that comes along with it. Beautiful. Okay, period. End of, um, end of that particular topic uh, for now of mitzvahs lav lehanes This understanding that mitzvahs are not for personal benefit in this world. Okay. A little bit of a story. 
Okay, not a story, kind of an incident, including including this halacha. Here we go. They sent a halacha to Shmuel's father. If a person forced somebody else to eat matzah, yotzah, okay, he has fulfilled his obligation of matzah. All right, so what happens? Somebody walks over to Yankul, and he force feeds him. Yankul didn't want to eat the matzah. Yankul still gets his mitzvah of achilas matzah. Says the Gemara, whoa, 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 kfo man, what's the story here? Ile makfo shade, if you have a shade, okay, meaning, he, he just wasn't mentally there, and some sort of demon, some sort of shade got to him and kind of like made him a sugar so that he ate it, but that wasn't his, it wasn't his idea to eat it. Bahatanya, Etin Cholin, guys at a time of Meshuga, yeah, I'm sorry, Etin Cholin, when a person is at a time where he's healthy, Etin Shaita, and somebody else is at times not uh, mentally there. Okay? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So Kishu Cholim, when he's okay, when he's healthy, he's treated like anything else, including for a minion and everything else is good. Kishu Shaita, but he acts like a shaita, and he's part of being a shaita. And therefore, there's not even a mitzvah if he's being forced by this, by this uh, shade. You have the parsiim who forced him to eat. Yeah, they're at Pesach Seder night. They happen to be forcing him, and that's what he's called. Okay. Amar Rabba Rabba says, According to the halachas that we're coming out from. Okay? Now, um, if, uh, you know, they sent Shmuel's father a halacha, that if he's forced to eat matzah, he gets his mitzvah. Says the Gemara. So Rabba says, you see from here, that if a person's blowing shaifer because he's trying to play a niggin, he's trying to play a song, not for the sake of a mitzvah. Yotzah, you still got your mitzvah. Okay, because all you needed is that lemaisa, you blew sounds. It didn't need to be that you had das on the mitzvah. Says more pshita, hainuhach. Yeah, the two halachas seem to go hand in hand. I would say no. Specifically by the achilas matzah, you get your mitzvah because what's the mitzvah to eat? Here he ate. Okay. That's that's the whole uh, that's the whole mitzvah. So I would think over there, there's like a more reason you should have fulfilled your mitzvah. However, listen to this fascinating. Aval, but we now turn to Chavchas Amadeis. Zichrain by the mitzvah shayfer. It says Zichrain Trua to remember the Trua of a Masasik Bamu. You're not Zichrain Trua. You stop playing. Uh, you're playing a song. Mashmalan. Therefore, comes along Rabba to let us know that the Allah of Shaifer could be the same as Achilas Matzah. As long as you, same way, as long as you ate the Matzah, even against your will, you didn't have Das for the Mitzvah. You got the Mitzvah. So to my Shaifer, you didn't have Das for the Mitzvah. You're, 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 you're playing uh, the hokey pokey, right? Still, a person gets his Mitzvah. 
You see that Rava holds to when it comes to a mitzvah, you get the mitzvah even when you did not have kavana. It was not my intent, but Lemais, I fulfilled the mitzvah. You got your mitzvah. Okay, now let's get on to this subject. Ready for this? Fascinating. Does a mitzvah need kavana or not? When I perform a mitzvah, do you need kavana? According to Rabbi Mitzvah, let me ask you a question just to preface this sugya. Okay? A guy's a, a guy's a cab driver. You're driving people places. You're doing it for money. You don't care about people. You're not trying to do chesed. Isn't it a mitzvah to take them places? Do you get schar though? Is somebody who drives a cab for the sake of, uh, of earning money the same as somebody who drives a cab to do chesed for people, but also punk needs to make a living? Can't compare the two. I mitzvah kavana. So we'll see what type of mitzvahs we're referring to. So far, though, so far, according to Rava, mitzvahs we've seen, at least matzah and shayfer, you get your mitzvah even without kavanah. That's a challenging question. A person's learning the Torah and it's time for Shema. Guess what happened? He's learning Chumash. It's time for Shema. And it happens to be what part of Chumash is he up to? Shema Yisrael Hashem if he had in mind that this should be his mitzvah of Kriyashma, Yotza, Git, the Imlav, if he didn't have it in mind, then all you were doing was being Mabra Sedra. Yotza, you did not feel the obligation. My lav, Kivan Liba, Yotzes. You see from here, you need Kabana in order to get your mitzvah. So the Gemara says, Loy Likrais, what do we mean to get a mitzvah in Kivan Liba? You know what that means? Only that you intended to read the words, not that you intended to get your mitzvah. As long as you tend to read the words, you also get your mitzvah, even though you didn't intend for the mitzvah of Shabbat. So the Gemara is Hakka Kari. What do you intended to read? You were reading. The Gemara says, Bukari Lagia. No, here's what happened. A guy wasn't reading the Torah to learn Torah. He was reading the Torah because he was trying to use a cipher, a scribe. He was looking for mistakes inside of the Sefer Torah. And therefore, he was saying the words out loud to make sure there were no mistakes. And over there, if you want to get your mitzvah of reading, you need to have intent for the mitzvah, not the intent of your job. Like the case of the cab driver. You need intent of the, ca- of the mitzvah, not intent for the job. Tosh says the Gemara, Toshma, come and listen and try to prove what's going on here from a bryson. If a person is walking behind a shul, what does that mean? It means over here, you're walking by. You're walking by without going in. Or you live right next to a shul. Here is a shayfer coming out. I come a gila, a gila being read. If even Levi, if you haven't dasted before your mitzvah with the shayfer reading the gila, yotza, you got your mitzvah. And if not, yotza, he's not getting mitzvah. My love and even Levi, yotza is. What does it mean? It says if you have kavana, you got your mitzvah. If you didn't have kavana, no. So you see, mitzvahs need kavana. Ask the Gemara. You see, you need kavana. Question on Rava. Rava said you a mitzvah ain't trichas kavana. Here we see you only get the mitzvah of Shifer and Megillah when you 
when you listened with intent. Gemara says, no. No proof. All it means is, you intended, you're laying in bed, you live next door to the shul, you hear the shayfer being blasted. Intent means you intended to listen. Says Gemara, you intended to listen? You heard it. What are you talking about? But he just heard it. You intended to, you don't intend to hear, you either hear it or you don't. Gemara says, Savor, Chamar Ba'almahu. Yeah. He thought it was a donkey. He thought it was a donkey. Okay? So, he was living near the shul, and he heard a sound. He originally thought it was an animal. Then he's like, oh, Yitak is Roshona. You know, maybe uh, maybe it's a, it's a shifer. So over there, he doesn't even have das for the act of the mitzvah. Being done. He didn't even realize what he heard. That's where we say you didn't get your mitzvah. But if at least... While you were listening, you knew it was a shaifer being sounded, even if you didn't intend to fulfill your mitzvah along with it, then the taka would be okay, and Rava would be correct. Okay. So Rava wiggled out again. He may still be correct in saying that mitzvahs ain't trichas kavana. You do not need intent for a mitzvah. So let's try the challenge again. Eisvei. That's another challenging question. Nisgavein shaymeya v'lein nisgavein mashmiya. What happens if the one listening had intent and the one blowing the shaifer did not have intent for the mitzvah? For example, I'm neighbors with a baltaikeya, a guy who blows shaifer. It's 7 a.m. on Rosh Hashanah. Minyan starts at 8 a.m. It's not shachris yet. 7 o'clock Rosh Hashanah morning. I'm neighbors with the Baltikeya. What's the Baltikeya of Rosh Hashanah doing at 7 a.m.? He's up making sure that he's got his game on. He's practicing. So he starts blowing Shaifer. And I'm his neighbor, and I'm listening. I'm like, you know what? Ah, I don't need to go to shul today to hear Shaifer. Because all I'm going to do is have in mind to fulfill my mitzvah by hearing the sounds coming out of his house. And I got my mitzvah. Does that work? Because over here, the blower has no intent for the mitzvah. But the listener has intent. So what's the halacha there? Says the b'raisa, you do not fulfill your obligation. Both the blower and the listener both must have kavana. For the mitzvah. Says the Gemara. Bishlam and Iskavi Mashmiyav and Iskavi Shemeya. It makes sense when the blower had intention, the listener did not have intention. We'll say, listen, they even know it was a shaifer. Maybe it was an animal. But let's say the, the listener had intent, but the blower didn't. Maybe we're finding, maybe the Allah there is concerning a guy just playing it for music. And, and still you see. That you have not fulfilled your chiyuv, Doma says no. Doma become Yeah, maybe what happened was he was just trying to make sure the shayfer was cleaned out. It's practice. He's making sure it's cleaned out. But punked with those sounds, it happens to be those sounds ended up being kosher sounds, kosher sounds, and memela, the the blower, wasn't planning on doing this properly. So he wasn't even intending to do a Misa mitzvah. Even, he wasn't even intending to do an act of a mitzvah. And in such a case, Rav will agree that mitzvahs 
Tzrichus Kavano, the mitzvah will not have, not Mr. Tzrichus he'll agree the mitzvah is not fulfilled. That's what he'll agree to. Okay? But again, what are we sticking with? Rava's opinion that mitzvah is ain Tzrichus Kavano. You do fulfill a mitzvah even without intent. Let's keep challenging this. Amalei Abai. Abai says to Rava, but according to you, we said that um, according to you, that you get a mitzvah even without intent, even without intent. <clears throat> so anybody who sleeps in the sukkah on the eighth day should get malchus because of Altaisif. Even if you don't intend to fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah, you're adding on to the mitzvah whether you like it or not. You're not, there's no mitzvah to sit in the sukkah on the eighth day. There's no mitzvah to sleep in the sukkah on the eighth day. If you do, do you get malchus? No. But, says Gemara, why not? You get it, you're fulfilling a mitzvah without intent. Yeah. No. You know when we say mitzvah at the time that it's a mitzvah. The eighth day is not a mitzvah. And therefore there's no problem. That goes up to duchin to give the brachas. Since the Torah gave me permission to bless Ka Yisrael, Isif, Brach, Achaz, Mishali, I'll add on to my own brachas. Yebekayin gets up there. And he won't start adding all of his brachas. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to add. But over here, since the Kayin is already did the bracha, he's now done, his time has now passed, and we're still saying he did the Avera of Altaisif. So you see, even when a mitzvah has been completed, Altaisif, the prohibition of adding to a mitzvah, remains in place. So we're back to our question. Why, when you sleep in a sukkah on day 8, won't you get malchus? Aye, it's not the proper time of the mitzvah, so what? You see, from a kind going up to Dukhan, even once the mitzvah is done, there still is Altaisif. You're right. It would be true if the Kayin already finished Dukhaning, but the case of the Brisa is where the Kayin did not yet finish the Torah's brachas, and that's when he added his own brachas, and therefore it's still during the mitzvah, and that's why we say he's over on Baltaisa. I says Gemara Vatani Siyam. We said he did finish. You know, just, just means Siyam Bracha Achas. He finished one of the brachas that he's supposed to give. I Vatani Siyam Kobra Kaisav. It says that he finished all of his brachas, not only the original one. So again, we're back to our question. He finished all of it. We're still saying he's ever Baltaisif. So you see, even once a mitzvah's done, it's a transgression of Baltaisif. We're back to our question. I, why don't you get Malchus when you sleep in a sukkah? Shani hocha. The kain going up to Dochen is different. Kivan achrina. Because if, let's say, more tzibur would come along, somebody else needs him to make a bracha. Is he allowed to go back up from Dochen? Absolutely. Hadar mevarech. He'll go back up. The man of the bracha is not while he's giving the bracha. The man of the bracha is the entire day. As opposed to Sukkot. The eighth day is now a completely different day. And that's why on Sukkot, it's not going to be a problem of Altaisif. While by the Kayin, it will be an issue of Baal Taisif. Period. Okay. Says the Gemara, And from where do we know? We're now up to the first wide line on Davchav Ches Amad And what's our source of when 
a proper zman ends the tnan we learned in the Mishnah. We know that when you place the blood on the Mizbeach, it all needs to be done in one matana, in one gifting, one one giving over. But that happens in this The blood, which was supposed to be sprinkled once, got mixed together with other bloods. What we said is, you do one sprinkling and your yaitz is I'm both. Matan arba. Let's say you have a car, you have blood that's supposed to be sprinkled four times. Bimatan arba. And it gets mixed with other bloods that's supposed to be sprinkled four times. Um, then do it four times and you fulfill both. Same thing, because again, liquids, right, we say they mix together, you know that you, uh, you know, each sprinkling sufficed. Matan arba. Let's say one animal was supposed to have four sprinklings and it got mixed together with blood that was matan achas. It's supposed to have one sprinkling. So now we got a problem. Because a one sprinkling animal, you're not allowed to sprinkle four times. Got to be once. So what do you do? Rabbi Yezer Aimer, Yinostu b'matan arba. Okay, you should, um, you should uh, do the sprinkling that's done four times. Okay, on each side of the mizbeach. Yeshua Aimer, Yinostu b'matan achas. You only do one. Got this? Rabbi Yezer says, even though one of the animals, one of the bloods that got mixed in. I only let it be done once on one side. It's, it's um, according to Rabbi Lezer says, still you'd sprinkle all of it on the four sides. And Rabbi Shua says, no. Rabbi Shua says, you only do one. Amalei Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer says, one second. The problem is, if you have a one sprinkled blood and a four sprinkled blood and you do it once, guess what? There's a transgression of not sprinkling enough. You have to do four. What gives you the right to do it once? Only Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says back, granted, however, you have a problem with me saying only do it once. I've got a problem with you saying do it all four times because there's a one blood sprinkling that's not going to be done four times. You're right with me. It's a problem of doing too little, but for you, it's a problem of too much. You understand why? Yeah? You understand the issue here? One blood is supposed to sprinkled once. It got mixed with blood, so we sprinkle four times. If we say sprinkle it all once, so then the four sprinkle blood is not being done enough. And if we say sprinkle it all the all four times and all four sides, the blood that was supposed to be sprinkled once is now going to be sprinkled four times. You're doing it too many times, right? Either way, you have a problem. Amalei Rebbe Liazer, Rebbe says back, the only, the only time you have a problem about Taisif is when the blood is by itself. But not when it's mixed in and there's more of a svara to add. Amalei Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says, who says? Maybe only spring it too little is when it's by itself. The Yadam Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says, furthermore, if you don't do four sprinklings and you keep it once, Avarta, Albartigra, Velayasisa, Maisa, Biyadcha. Yeah, you're going to be over on Baltigra that you're lessening the um, the amount that's supposed to be done. However, you did not do an action of prohibition. All I did was a lack of action. 
I was supposed to more, at least, you're right, in other words, I'm going to choose an Avera, says Rabbi Yeshua, better to do the one that's passive, where I didn't do enough. Kishenosata, but if you're going to say, keep doing more sprinklings, Varta al first of all, you're doing the one sprinkle blood too many times, but Asisa Maisa and you're actively transgressing. I prefer, if, if, if you're stuck in a pickle, biggest sight in life, you don't know what to do. Either way, you're between a rock and a hard place. There's no win, technically. You can come out winning in the long run, but you're stuck. Better to be passive and not do the Avera than to actively perform an Avera. Says the Gemara, one second. But here in our Mishnah, since he sprinkled the blood of a Bukhar, of a money, his time has passed. And we still said he's ever on Baltaisev, even though it's after this man. Why are we bringing all this? Because we're trying to prove that there's Baltaisev even once this man passed. Since he could have brought another Bukhar, or could have waited for another Bukhar to, to have its blood, he would have sprinkled it. He could have mixed it together. The entire blood, the, the entire day is considered this man. So say the same thing is true by Berchas Gemara says, Mimai, how do you know that's true? Domakas Avra Bishua Mitzas Ivar Alayama Fusebismanam. Maybe Shua holds that Mitzas are Ivar. You could you could pass over their time. Even Shalaibismanam. Even outside of their designated and set times. Meaning, in order to be Ivar on Baltaisif, it's only during the Zman of the mitzvah. It's only during the time, it's only the, the time when the mitzvah is supposed to be performed. So Gemara says, no, because Anan Haki Karminan. We're going to say like this, that Rav Shemim Baraba, my time of Shavik Masnisa. Why did Rav Shemim Baraba leave aside the Mishnah, Umaisimi Brisa, and start to prove from a Brisa, Laisimi Masnisa? It's always better to respond from a Mishnah as opposed to a Brisa. Okay, now let's pause for a minute and realize what just happened. Rav Shemim Baraba asked a question on Baltaisif from a Brisa. What was his question on Baltaisif? A Brisa? I. What are you telling me about Sukkot? Look at Berchus Kayanim. The Gemara is now pointing out he could have asked from Hilchus Bechar, which is a Mishnah. He didn't need to ask from Berchus Kayanim. He could have brought this from a Bechar. in my time Why didn't he mention this Mishnah of Bechar? He must be that he held the since there is a possibility of another Bechar showing up today. Then he would sprinkle that blood. The entire day is considered the Zman of blood sprinkling. Brysa Nami. Bring the Brysa as well by the Kayin. Since if he would have had the Dukhan for a different congregation, he'd make the Brach again. The entire day would be considered the Zman. Okay? So it must be that Rosham Baraba um, held that as long as it's still daytime. For this animal, it's still considered the Zman. And Mamela, he, he couldn't ask from the Mishnah of Baltaisif once you finish the Mitzvah because that, he doesn't agree to that whole to that whole premise. Says the Gemara of Rav Shem but according to Rav Shem Layav, it's not possible that the the that he's not going to put the blood at all, right? Hacha, but over here. Here's the deal. If somebody brings another Bukhar, 
today. Are we going to sprinkle the blood? Vada. It needs to be done. If you have a kain, though, who already dochen, another kehillah needs him to dochen, is he going to go dochen? Maybe, yeah, maybe no. Right? He's not mechoyib. It'd be nice. Very nice to do that. But he's not mechoyib to, to go do that. And therefore, if he doesn't, there's no avir. If a kain doesn't bring the blood, there's no avir. If the kain doesn't go dochen, there's no direct, uh, there's no direct avira in vow. And therefore, he didn't want to bring a proof from, uh, from Kayin. Rava Omar, Rava says, I want to explain something, and we'll end off a couple more, uh, just a couple more steps. Rava Omar, Rava says, Lotzei Sloibai Kavana. I want to tell you something. And he says that even though mitzvah ain't shrik is Kavana, as far as fulfilling the mitzvah, you don't need Kavana, but Lavar Boi Kavana. To be over a mitzvah, you do need Kavana. You need Kavana to be over a mitzvah. Okay? Now, what does this mean? This means that you need to make a real conscious decision to do an Avera in order for the Avera to be fulfilled. Okay? It's a conscious, it's a conscious decision. If it wasn't a conscious decision, then it's not included. I have a Matan Damad Yeshua de Labar. He said, when it comes to the to sprinkling of the, the blood of the Bachar, the one blood sprinkle, the lavar, there's a transgression, even though there was no kavana to transgress. Let me explain. To fulfill a mitzvah, you don't need kavana. If you put on tefillin without thinking, you put on your tefillin, according to Rava, you got your mitzvah. But lavar, if it's during the zman, then it will be an avera. Shalai bismanai, if it's outside of the proper time, then by kavana, you do need kavana. Hence, somebody who sleeps in the sukkah on day eight is not going to get malchus. Because outside of this man, your intent is not to fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah. Baltaisa doesn't kick in. Hence, Rabbi will agree that there's no chi of malchus. And he again, he wiggled out of his question. Bottom line, okay? Bottom line for Shitas Rava, that's been the subject of our. Um, of our topic is that mitzvahs ain't triches kavana. Mitzvahs do not need kavana in order for the mitzvah to be fulfilled. That is Rava's approach. Rava sticking to his guns. Okay? Let's just finish the last part of this daf and we'll hold it here just to show that this is an argument. Not everybody agrees mitzvahs ain't triches kavana. Amar le Rabzeira l'shamei Abzero said to his assistant, have kavana and blow shaifer for me. I want you to keep me in mind when you blow shaifer. Alma Kasavar Mashmiya You see from Abzero that the Mashmiya needs to have kavana. Now, according to Abzero, what we're already starting to get, I'm going to hold it here. But according to Abzero, is going to start challenging this and. According to what he's saying so far, he's going to say, it seems, mitzvahs shrichais kavana. You need intent there for a mitzvah to be. Okay? That's why he told his assistant, make sure, have me in, when you blow shaver, I need you, I need you to have me. Yeah, we're here, we're together, right? Make sure to have me in mind. If he's saying that, it appears that he holds mitzvahs need kavana in order to be fulfilled, and we'll pick up from this opinion, Bezas Hashem. Uh, Bezem tomorrow morning at 9.30. Agutavach, everybody.
and uh, Gittenacht.